Sue Waters was a seminar participant who was very skeptical about the ease and quickness of change. Of course, she was right for her. She practically stated something similar to Calvin's father, noting, Nothing worth having comes easy, as well as that change can't last. That was her sentence, and she was serving her sentence. Her challenge to me was about getting her two-and-a-half-year-old daughter to change because she, the daughter, was frustrating her. Who was in the driver's seat? I didn't ask her that question, but did ask for more specifics. Sue described one of the frustrating situations that occurred at bedtime. She gave her daughter some water, tucked her in, kissed her goodnight, and shut off the light. Within minutes, the daughter was asking for a drink. Sue would be busy with dishes or the phone, and that didn't matter to the daughter. She was so persistent that eventually Sue would bring her some water just to get her quiet. I asked Sue to picture herself walking down the hallway with the water. In response to my question about what kind of feeling she was doing, not feeling, as she was walking, she used the words angry and frustrated. From her description, I said that I could picture that and that she was entitled to do those kind of feelings. Her response was that she was not doing those feelings, but they were caused by her daughter's obstinacy. I said that I understood what she was saying, but I wasn't sure that her daughter was the cause. Next, I asked her to imagine walking down the hall with a water glass in her hand and smiling. She smiled as she said, that would be really different. I suggested that it might be worth experimenting with. Just do that a time or two and see what results from your change. I thought to myself, she has already done it mentally at my suggestion, a sort of dry run. At the next meeting, when I asked who wanted to share how they had changed their lives, Sue volunteered. She said she had thought about smiling and looked forward to walking down the hall smiling. In fact, she was washing dishes and hoping her daughter would not forget to call soon. As she walked down the hall toward her daughter's bedroom, she felt a little silly, which was better than feeling doing grouchy and frustrated. Her interaction with her daughter was very different since she didn't bring her racket with her. She felt that they had a good visit rather than preaching and exasperation that she had previously done about how the little girl did not need more water and had already been tucked in, so she should just go to sleep and quit making a, a fuss about the water, especially since she had already had something to drink. Sue changed the game, or her interaction, when she changed herself. I would like to share a little more about thoughts before I proceed to more examples of implementation. First, I would like to ask you where you went to high school. The majority of those who have read this far will retrieve, that is see, the building in their mind's eye. Next, I will ask you to remember your favorite teacher, although it is possible some of you do not have one. Many of you not only will remember the name, but will visualize the person and perhaps even hear that person's voice. Next up, who was your least favorite teacher? Again, see and hear that person. Now, in addition to sight and sound, you also probably did a feeling associated with each teacher, 
positive with the favorite and negative with the least liked. I suggest that our thoughts are a combination of seeing, hearing, and feeling, which I term video, audio, and filio. You know I made up the last word. I will add that various individuals will vary in the manner in which they think, with some emphasizing video, others focusing first on audio, and others filio. Just a reminder, I'm making up this BS, and it might even have some potential or utility. Of course, that will be up to you as usual. As I share this with clients and students, I ask them to visualize some scenes. The first is to walk along the beach, seeing the waves rolling in, hearing the surf, and feeling the wet sand on your bare feet. When I ask what feelings are you doing, the most likely answer will be terms like relaxed, serenity, peaceful, etc. Of course, there are people who do not like the beach and talk about the sand blowing, the flies bothering them, and then I offer the choice of a float trip for mountains. I then ask the person to come back to the present and then describe a different scene, like the stabbing scene in the movie Psycho, where most will create the experience of fright and horror. A third scenario would be telling a joke that has a surprise ending, and the filio most likely would be laughter. The last scenario involves walking in a run down part of town on a very hot and humid day. You glance up and see the Goodyear blimp, so you are not watching where you are walking. Suddenly, you step on something soft, and you lift your foot, look down, and realize it is a dead rat and it has been there for several days. You can see the maggots and smell the rotting flesh. That scene is usually followed by words like repulsive, sickening, revolting, etc. In the space of a few minutes, most people have experienced four different emotions, peaceful, horror, laughter, and disgust, two positive and two negative, two valors and two burners. I would like to point out some things. Did you notice how real those emotions felt? As real as any emotions you have ever done. And did you notice that there was probably no beach, no stabbing scene, no joke, no dead rat in your immediate surroundings? All you need is your imagination. Is there ever a time when you are not imagining what is going on? An interesting question and I will have more to say about that later. Did you notice you can only do one emotion at a time, just as you cannot sit and stand at the same instant, only sequentially? Also, you can change your emotions quickly depending upon what you are imagining or thinking about. And changing emotions does not require hard work. It is much like using re the remote control to change channels. However, since we are in charge of ourselves, we can use our power to pretend that we are powerless by sentencing ourselves in the following manner. I can't get rid of the feeling. I can't change my feelings. I don't have control of my feelings, etc. And we will serve our sentence. The latter is the cultural norm. Feelings are not chosen, they happen to me. And I will add, they, the emotions, just happen to be at the wheel, and they just happen to be steering, as my temper took control. 
In addition, those feelings are caused by other people or circumstances. So I am not responsible or response-able, hence unable, to use my remote and change my feelings. Another point, the video, audio, and filio are all involved together as we think our thoughts. I will sometimes hold up the middle three fingers of one hand to represent the trio and move the hand around. As I move my hand, I point out that although they are somewhat separate, they are joined and always travel together. What is the value of knowing this? Answer. If you don't like the feeling you are doing, change the video or audio that you are doing. Like Bert McTemper, when he was building up his anger, when he thought of the priest or the cartoon. Of course, it helps to be at the wheel or to have the remote in your hand, not in somebody else's hand. Pick your illusion, you will live it. There is an old joke about the patient who goes to the psychiatrist and says, It hurts when I keep hitting my head with my fist. What do you recommend? The doctor responds simply, Don't do that. It is that simple, but often dismissed with, that's easier said than done. I was reading a Dear Anne type column, and the daughter, who was writing about her problem, had recently discovered that her father had been having an affair. She goes into some of the sordid details and the impact it made on her and her mother. That sentence places her father's behavior in charge of her feelings. She is not responsible. She ends with, how can I get over this betrayal, anger, humiliation, and sadness? The response is right on saying that if you act like the victim and keep wishing it were different, you'll keep renewing your disappointment and grief in perpetuity. The power lies with you. Miss Peach by Mel Lazarus. Marcy is talking to Francine. How do you feel about Arthur? I love him. Why? Because he's, uh, because he's Arthur. Funny, that's the exact reason that I can't stand him. 